Listeners, I'm Robin Black, and this is It's All About Healing podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Dr. Ellis. She is a doctor of psychology. She's going to tell us a little bit about herself and how she got started. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem at all. So tell us a little bit about this journey, how you all started. So my journey is very unique. Of course, um, I had a very strong family background um, with mentors, watching them mentor the youth and mentor in the community. So I wanted to create my own legacy and follow in that path. Um, I started going to school for psychology, um, ended up with my master's in IO, and then now a doctor in human and organizational psych. And I always had that knack of wanting to give back. So um, my healing journey pretty much intertwined with that too. Um, So with me helping and always being that listening ear for just friends or close family, I was like, you know what? I really want to take this to another level. And that is what pushed me to go for my doctorate. And during that process with going through my own trials and tribulations from depression, anxiety, and then, you know, the feminine issues that happen that can play a part in it too. That healing journey opened up a lot more doors and a lot more opportunities for me to find my voice and advocate. Um, And definitely now I'm in a more holistic space. So I offer coaching, transformational life and business coaching for mompreneurs and entrepreneurs who are transitioning and definitely just helping them with their process too, because it's always healing through the business as well. So you heal through that and you heal through yourself and you take every step day by day. Absolutely. I agree with that. So what, if you don't mind my asking, what happened along your journey where you said, I know you said that you had uh, dealt with depression. So what was that like for you? Depression kicked in for me about around the time of college. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I started school really young as well. So I just turned 17 when I started college Uh and um, having to be away from home, but then also going through that shift to in womanhood, um, going through my menstrual and everything, I've always had really bad pains in that. But then now stuff started to ramp up a bit where I was hospitalized constantly and they couldn't find what was going on. And with that and having lack of knowledge within the field of medicine and them not knowing what to do or where to start with, there were so many options that were on the table, but there was no final diagnosis. And I didn't get a diagnosis until literally last year. (laughs) And yes, so just to find out that endometriosis and adenomyosis was my diagnosis for myself. Um, And those are all hormones, hormone imbalances within the uterus and the womb. And that definitely can cause a lot of pain, a lot of bleeding. But as a woman, too, you know, when you have these feminine issues, it's like sometimes you have that self-worth that comes into it, right? Um, Feeling like you're not doing what you're here to do or you're not enough. and you know, why is my body like this? So that played a part on my psyche and my, men- my mental state and definitely, definitely added to my, you know, depression and my anxiety and the pain didn't help either. So it was a lot of that. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was so a lot. How did, you, how did you break through that feeling like you weren't enough? Do you still suffer with that? Or what, like, what would you suggest for others along who are always out here feeling like they're not enough? Well, definitely, I do not suffer with that. Of course, everyone has those moments of imposter syndrome. That is that it's a constant term that you hear nowadays, right? Yeah. But for me, it was a lot of self-reflection, too, and understanding like, hey, if I 
if they don't know what's going on with my body, then I need to take time to understand my body. And that means I need to take time to listen to my body. So that required me, you know, removing all the medications that I was on, but then also shifting to more foods and healthy ways to sustain myself instead of the pain medication. So definitely a lot of meditation, um, a lot of relaxation methods on top of it too. I did shift at one point from going on heavy medication. The herb was something that helped me. <laughs> CBD yeah. ointments helped me. Um, and also I started therapy at one point and I didn't therapy at that time because I probably wasn't fully open to it or fully understanding of it. I didn't find a great help during that period, but it was later on where it's like, you know, you find people who that camaraderie community mm -hmm. helps uplift you. And I definitely can like, you know, help give you a different perspective. And that pretty much changed a lot for me as well. So between eating differently, taking out a lot of red meat, um, changing my diet, doing a lot of meditation practices, a lot of self-care practices too, because stress is a thing that can definitely throw your body completely out of whack. And a lot of people don't realize it. So it was a lot of things that I had to take into consideration for myself and just listen to what was working for me and continue to go with the flow with that. Yeah. And then I know I hear a lot of people say that depending on what we eat, our diet definitely contributes to the depression as well. Yes. So when trying to change your diet, what would you suggest are just like some go to foods, I guess I could I should say that we should do that we should try? So I would say if you're going to try into changing, I'm not going to always say for some people, seafood is a, they cannot do seafood. Mm -hmm. um, I was very heavy red meat, very, I, I ate everything. I couldn't tell me it, I wasn't going to eat it. It was good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was good. Yeah. But I had to shift. So I went more to uh, definitely a lot more green based, a lot of fish, a lot of seafood, um, and then just a lot of berries, fruits. Yeah. And that was the changer too, the fruits, because now I'm putting stuff in my body that is not a lot of the sugar. If it was natural sugar instead of the white cane sugar, because that too can throw off your hormone balance as well. And that yeah. too can aid on with a lot of stuff. So removing a lot of that, removing a lot of dairy. I love me some milk and girl, mm -hmm. chocolate yeah. milk. You know how they say chocolate mends the heart, right? So uh -huh. <laughs> I am a big kid. Chocolate milk is my thing. Hot cocoa is my thing. So I was definitely throwing those back. And I was going to school upstate. So cold, wet winters. Yeah. It was the way to go. So I had to definitely tailor that a bit. Bring in more herbal teas and, you know, just more stuff that did not add the mucus to my body. And yeah. start to see a lot of change. Man. So how long does it take? Like when you start changing your diet, how long did it take for you to start feeling better and noticing that difference? Self-awareness. That mm -hmm. was, that's what I the, the main word with that one was self-awareness. Um, yeah. I'm sure if I was more aware and <laughs> knowing of my body during that time, I probably yeah. seen those changes a little bit faster. Like, you know, maybe I'm feeling a little bit better 
week two, week three. But I feel like I was so deep in my depression, too, that I wasn't seeing the benefits. And, you know, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you see yourself every day. You don't see changes. But people around you do see those changes. So it was like the help of the family and like help of really close friends. It was like, hey, like you having a really great day today. How are you feeling? Or just checking in and like, you know, like your skin is glowing today or just those uplifting things and just seeing and hearing the changes that they were seeing. That's when I was able to really sit down and be like, look myself and I'm like, you know what? There is change here. And as I started to really and accept that change, then I'm starting to see the change within myself. And then I started to work out again and going to the gym, even stretching. Yeah. I made sure that was my thing. I stretched and it helped. That's my yeah. difference. Interesting. And as far as meditation, what type of meditation do you do? I love guided meditations. I love listening to sound bath healings, um, definitely binaural beats. Those are my go-tos. Um, I know for me, it was easier for me to digest a lot of the information in guided meditation going to sleep. So mm-hmm. guided meditations subconsciously as I'm sleeping and the music is playing and it's the affirmations I was being poured in subconsciously at night, but then I had to reinforce those in the morning. So self-care affirmations in the mirror in the morning, doing my self-care practices throughout the day and just taking that time to be mindful with myself. Even if my meditative state did not look like me sitting in silence, my meditative state could have been me putting my focus into a creative activity like drawing or painting, if even me dancing, because dancing yeah. movement, you know, a lot of dancers, they can go into a whole trance and that's a whole different form of meditation. So literally just finding the things that brought joy to me and helped me get my body moving, get my my mind at ease. That definitely was helpful. I like that. So and if um, we have anyone who wants to come and and see you, what holistic like what do you do for them, for your patients? So with my clients, we go through, I have an eight-week course, um, and pretty much is very personal to them. Okay. We can always sit here and say that there is that bottom piece, it's the root of stuff. But we know that people have these goals that they want to attain, and sometimes those goals are easily to attain. With a little bit of work, you just have to have guidance, you have to have structure, and then you just have to have a plan. Yeah. Sometimes that plan includes... having an accountability partner. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, no. Am I back? Yep, you're okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last thing you heard? I didn't hear any of it, actually. Okay. Um, yeah. So pretty much we go through an eight-week course. And, you know, a lot of the times you can always know that there's that root cause of it, but there are goals and stuff that people have. And they have to understand that those goals are attainable. And sometimes the goals just need to have structure. You have to have a plan. Make sure they're attainable and they're achievable so you can see that it's not too much. Don't just be very drastic in it. But then two, it's nice to have an accountability partner as well, because then that person that'll be like, hey, did you do this today? Hey, how is your day going today? Like, you know, mm-hmm. did you take your five minutes? Did you take your 10 minutes? And just making sure that you're tackling those small goals. That's pretty much what, you know, I help with my clients. In the future, though, I am help. well, not hoping, but I'm going to get um, my certification in doing sound bath healing. So I would love to infuse that with my mm-hmm. clients. 
as well. So that way they can have their own quiet meditation practices and we can do those, you know, just to get them more settled down into feeling and releasing depending on where they're feeling that energy at and where they need to release. But that's something that I'm working on right now to get to help my, to help my, um, my clients for sure. Absolutely. Cause I love sound bath Hilly. I will 100% agree with that. I don't, I think the first time I did a sound bath healing, it's like the very first, as soon as I heard it's like my whole entire body just like went into this trance state and it was just so amazing and relaxing and just a lot opened up. It, I just, I didn't know that sound healing was a thing, but I think that's absolutely phenomenal. So Yes, I, I loved it. And I mean, like I was introduced to it a few years ago. Um, and I feel like the first time I really started hearing the singing bowls and the sound bowls was through the meditation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, going to those apps like Insight or yeah, little meditation apps you can download in the app store and finding little meditations that worked for me, what felt good for me. And yeah. then from there, um, I had an experience with a couple of classes and being there with the sound bowls and mm-hmm. feeling that energy, which is like a whole nother elevation, you know, yeah. like it's one thing to hear it on the phone. It's another yeah. thing you're right by the bowl, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, I, when I got there and just felt that energy and, you know, felt those releases and even just feeling the energy flow through my body, I was like, okay, I love this. This resonates with me. And then yeah. now it's like, you know, being in that space of always being, I love to be a, a, a learner. I love mm-hmm. to be a student. So being in that space where I always want to learn, it's like now I want to expand on my practices where I'm getting into the practitioner suit. So then now I don't have to go to a class to go get my sound bath healing. If I'm having an off day, I can go upstairs and go sound bath myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do something yeah. like that. So it's definitely helpful for me and putting a new self-care practice for myself because as you grow, you know, the same practice that you used to do before probably will not fit for you now because you are growing and you are evolving. So yeah. I think adding that piece on for me now is like, hey, you know, you've you've elevated and you've grown to this point where it's now your turn to take take the reins on this one and definitely mm-hmm. for yourself and see how that feels. Because then now I'm putting a whole different passion, a whole different energy in that. And that is like, I'm ecstatic. I'm so excited to do it. <laughs> I'm excited too. <laughs> I'm excited as well because I just, I love it. I'm like, so where where are you located? <clears throat> oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm in New York. You're in New York. Okay. Okay. In New York right now, um, my clients, we meet virtually. I mean, everything has become easier virtual now because of the pandemic and stuff. So I do virtual. I would love to definitely do in person um, with my clients and definitely help them on that basis too. So opening up to those clients who do want to like put me on retainer or want to just expand it further just than eight weeks because some routes you can't get to and pull out in eight Absolutely. You want to continue to self-improve and do your personal development. That is always a, a it's an ongoing journey. Healing is ongoing. Yes. Yes. So, yes. you know, being able to be um, a part of my client's journey during that time mm-hmm. and being that, um, I mean, that grounding force, you know, having that person that they can rely on for that. 
that's definitely where I'm leaning towards. So I'm open for that new experience too, especially when them sound bowls hit. I yes, <laughs> I'm gonna be in it. If you need it, I'm here. I'll yeah. <laughs> so do you have um, more? So the the only program that you have is the eight week program. Do you have anything other than that, or right now it's the eight weeks? Um, I really feel like because I do one on ones. So it's okay. a group setting. Um, I do one-on-one. So we'll do one-on-ones with eight weeks. But then if they do want longer, then we do a retainer and we do extend. So that's okay. always an option. It's not just limited to eight weeks, but because you do have people with crazy schedules, like moms, new new moms. Oh, my goodness. I have a yeah. tweet. Yeah. Once he comes in, the energy is just all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> her at that moment. Yeah. You know? With that, it's like, okay, keeping in mind people's busy schedules, keeping in mind that they have families. So being able to help and assist my client and fit the best needs for them is definitely where I'm going and where I'm at. So eight weeks may not be for everybody. And that's totally okay because we can make it fit for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then how long is each session? Each session is an hour long. So we have a whole structure. There's different books and readings that we'll do, different activities. There's homework, of course, that you go when you do your homework and self-reflect. And of course, journal entries. I'm big on journaling. Mm -hmm. I love me a good journal girl. So (laughs) and um, those journal activities are definitely something that they can do for themselves. They do not have to share. It's something for them to express themselves. But if they do want to share and you want to have that expression outwardly, and that's another level of your healing. If you're comfortable in that space, then I hold that space. And I'm totally there for it because the healing is the main thing. And I want to make sure that all my clients are feeling fulfilled when they leave. And do like, do you ever have or do you ever struggle with some people who don't really want to open up and their energy is just like closed off? How do you get them to open up? <sighs> it takes time. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you have to do with patience. Everyone has their own pace and their own speed. So with clients who are a little bit resistant, sometimes it works with just rewording a question or maybe even changing a question to something that's a little bit lighter, but then they can find that correlation. So that way, then they're able to be like, I can see how that connects. And then they can do that inner work if they want to do that journal. And you know, too, if you don't want to talk about it at this time, you want to put it in your journal and you are able to express it out there. I'll give you a journal prompt for it. Take that question. And now that's your journal prompt and you write it out where you're comfortable. And when you come back to me, you don't have to tell me everything you wrote, but definitely just tell me the biggest part you took from it. What was your reflection? Where do you see that you were at? Where do you see you want to go? Where do you see you have progressed? Absolutely. And what, like, what do you have to tell listeners now? Just like, what's a piece of advice that you have for them? A recommendation? A recommendation? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say one recommendation I have is to understand and to know that it is okay to not be okay all the time. And it is okay to ask for help and to need help and need support. And that every process is not the same. So comparing yourself to another person's process their process may not be yours. How fast they may have gotten through something may not be how fast you've gotten through something, or maybe you fly through it faster than they do. But literally, go at your pace, know and start to understand more of your body, and definitely 
be open to healing because healing can unlock so many amazing things that your your mind couldn't fathom. Never know, yeah. it might be a talent. Yeah, but what would you suggest for your clients who are having suicidal thoughts? <sighs> heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. Um, being that I've been in that space before, it's very hard um, to reach someone when they feel in that space. Um, I feel like the best thing that I, during that time, I just needed to have someone who was there to listen instead of being like, you know, what I felt was the off-putting is when, you know, not a lot of friends know how to handle it. So sometimes that you know, well, your life is not that bad or there's someone else out there that's worse than it. You don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. But just being able to be like, you know, I know this is the space that you're in and it's okay, but I don't want you to be there because we want you here. Yeah. So we need to definitely find out if it's a matter of you crying on the phone or you release those energies that you feel like you can't release. This is a safe space for you to do so. Yeah. And allowing them to be able to do that. Sometimes that's really what they need. Mm-hmm. And would you, if there's certain um, clients that say, well, I really just want to be left alone, um, but they constantly keep saying that that's something that they want to do. What would you suggest in that sense? Should they be left alone or is that the time when we should definitely be around them? It's very tricky um, because you don't want to have a push or a pull situation. You don't want them to pull away and then you don't know what's going on, but you don't want to push them over the edge either. So literally it's a matter of just taking the space, but then definitely finding more help. There's a difference between a coach and a difference between a therapist. And sometimes it's recognizing that they do probably need a little bit more extra than just someone coaching them through something. They probably need someone to really walk them through those steps and take those times and someone specifically on um, suicidal prevention because their expertise range differently from mine and knowing that, hey, I can't help you in this space, but I'm here to find you the resources you need and we're going to make sure that you have everything that you need there and knowing that they can find that and be comfortable with that too. Yeah. And what about for the clientele who who are feeling lonely. They don't really feel that they have anyone to speak to, or maybe they don't have anyone to speak to. What do you suggest for them? There's communities. Definitely. Um, sometimes you, sometimes it's easier talking to people that you never know because they don't have a bias. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, in that sense, maybe a coach is good. If you are comfortable being in a group setting, then being in a group setting with people who are probably dealing with that same sense of loneliness or that same sentiment, because then now you know you have someone that you can relate to. This is not a feeling that only you are feeling. There are many people feeling the same feeling, but in different ways, very similar, you know? So it's just a matter of, hey, you're not alone. There's groups. If you want to have groups or find groups, there's communities that you can do. But then also for those who feel lonely and if they want to explore, what are your passions? What do you love? What do you find fun? Because then now let's go find activities that you love to do and see if they have group activities because then now you're meeting like minds or like like people that do the same thing that you love to do. Because, hey, you may meet a friend in that class. And it's like, now you have a friend in the class that loves what you do. And this is where y'all commune and having that community can change the game. 
Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I like that. <laughs> Having that like mind is very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else, what other recommendations, you know, would you recommend telling your clients? Um, I mean, everyone's different. So the recommendations can go endlessly. I would yeah. always just say literally it's a, a, better, a matter of just finding out what fits best for you. Are you more to the I want to do my healing on my own or do I want to do my healing in a group and start there? Okay, what do I want to heal and target? You can't heal everything all at once. So what is the main thing right now that you're feeling? Is it loneliness? Is it frustration? Are you burnt out? Identifying those things too. Because sometimes, you know, even that unknown, I just don't know. I'm just... I, I don't know. I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Where's that overwhelming feeling come from and finding there so that way we can pick it apart and we can tackle things one at a time. That way it doesn't seem like it's not possible to tackle. Right. And then for some clients, I guess I would say it's probably some of them definitely probably need that surface level medication, mm-hmm. but is that what you, are you doing more of the holistic where I help you, I learn, I teach you how to eat certain things where that way you can kind of come off of the medication or where do you stand with that? Well, with that specifically, um, because I focus just specifically on the transformational part, I do have some amazing partners that are like beautiful people amazing people with specific niches. So if you are trying to do something as far as, you know, changing your diet, a lot of a lot of times too, that's you finding a great nutritionist who can definitely find out where your your levels may be lacking and they will have the expertise for that. But for me, it will be finding you those resources to connect you with. So you have someone that you can trust, but you can also be like, hey, I feel comfortable going here and then getting that information from them because I may not have all the answers. What worked for me may not work for them, but I want to be sure that I'm able to connect them with someone that can definitely provide them with what they need specifically for themselves. Gotcha. I like that. So if anyone mm-hmm. would like to come and see you, how do they get a hold of you? Well, you can go on my website, thesoundofbusiness.com, and literally it's thesoundofbusiness.org, thesoundofbusiness.org. Um, and you can book a call there. Um, and I do have a Calendly as well. Um, my Instagram, people can find me on my Instagram um, at always underscore Dr. Tori with two eyes. So A-L-W-A-Y-S underscore D-R-T-O-R-I-I. Um, and you can look in my bio there and see the link as well. You can book an initial call, see if we are a great fit. And if we are, we can move on from there and start with your transformation. Thank you so much. It was definitely a pleasure having you on. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? Um, I just want to say thank you for this platform because girl, you're doing it. Okay. Robin, you are doing it. This is a platform that is definitely needed. I thank you for holding the space for the conversation. Um, it all starts with a conversation and the work that you're doing is touching so many people. So thank you for the space that you hold. Thank you for the platform that you created. Thank you for the voices that you bring on here. And thank you for spending, having me on here to spend time with you. Cause girl, this is fun. <laughs> thank you so much. I greatly, greatly appreciate that. We'll definitely have to collab more, you know, down the line. Definitely. Always, always, call me like always email me or call me anytime. 
But thank you so yes. much again, everyone. This is Dr. Ellis and everyone stay blessed.